Where's the button? Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Hey, yo, what you doing, man? You want to fight with me? Wrestling Fan Radio! Episode 292. We're missing somebody, but uh, hopefully he's alright. We don't know where G is. What are you talking about, buddy? I'm not here, buddy. Okay. <laughs> there he is. He's he's fine. He's safe. He's here. <laughs> Speaking of safe in here, Drow Goddess is here. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. We're so glad yeah. the we're so glad the hurricane didn't blow you away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that makes two of us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I can honestly say that I have never been this terrified in my entire life of weather events. And I lucked out. I'm okay. My brother's okay. His shop is okay. A lot of people I know are not okay at all. Yeah. And this. The city is a wreck, and it will be for a while. There is so much rebuilding to do, and a lot of the press that we're getting is focusing on the really positive things, and that's awesome because all of those things are true. Um, whether it was you know, J.J. Watt raising millions of dollars, um, somebody posted on Twitter that I work with, that man could end world hunger with pushing booth. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mattress Mac, um, you know, our unofficial backup mayor was incredible. Um, just the outpouring of help everywhere, whether it was the Cajun Army coming in to do the water rescue, um, a lot of Schools were damaged to the point that they can't open. You know, Kingwood High School in Humble is shut down for the entire year. Wow. Um, my school is going to open. Um, right now, most of the school districts around are not going to open until um, next Monday, September 11th. Uh, part of it was damage to the buildings themselves. A lot of it is with so many displaced people you know, until they have time to find somewhere to call a home base. They're not coming to school. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it's the sewage issue. We were supposed to start um, later this week, but after talking to a lot of the utility systems, um, there's a lot of places with the water processing plants that are totally flooded and can't work properly. And you can't have a high school open if you can't flush the toilet because that's awful mm-hmm. <laughs> um that that's part of why our date got pushed back they're gonna try to fix that so um yeah um not just houston so many of the surrounding areas smaller places uh, rockport galveston port aransas pretty much wiped off the map um, there, there, there's places that are destroyed and it's going to take months, if not years, to get things back together. And I'm very well aware of 
how fortunate I am that I didn't lose my house mm-hmm. and everything. I know there are people I know personally who did lose everything but the clothes they were wearing when they got on the boat. And we're definitely working with them, trying to help them get things together. But this is an unprecedented thing. We caught a lot of shit in media uh, about, well, why didn't you evacuate? And you know, you're used to this. Do you have a plan? And um, yeah, actually, we do, and we did. An evacuation would have killed tens of thousands. And we did things the way they should have been done, and we're cool, so thanks. A lot of people who know nothing about living here have a lot to say about that. And um, I'm glad some of the stuff that got written from our side got out there, because it's really easy to be a judgmental prick, but... We saved a lot of lives by not evacuating, and they need to figure that out and shut up. Well, we're all glad that you're safe, and we hope, uh, you know, we all hope that uh, Houston uh, and the surrounding communities can rebuild uh, quickly. And, uh, and, and you know, thankfully, they've, uh, you know, like you said, J.J. Watt and uh, celebrities that have been really uh trying to help the cause you know kudos to them <laughs> but not joel osteen fuck that guy oh god <laughs> nobody here was like everybody he's such a carnival barker and you know he and his wife are notoriously horrible people and yeah the best part was confronting them with video. Look, we went to your church. It was not flooded, and there were people there, and they would not open the doors, and you're showing video, and people are still going, oh, well, have you opened your home? It's like, yeah, a two-bedroom apartment as compared to a 17,000-seat arena. Yeah, same difference there. Uh, and I... <laughs> One of the guys who wrote an article that really took off and got this out there is a friend of my brother's. So I'm reading this like, whoa, okay, go to. <laughs> He's a bit of a firebrand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like you have that much space, but nope, can't come in. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, Although, you I know. gotta say, my favorite meme that has come out of this was not one of his, although the ones of him do make me giggle. It's the one from the grocery store where it's got the area of tofu and stuff that there's still supplies there, everything else is stripped there, <laughs> and the text says a couple of different versions of, you know, hey, Texas, you have a choice, starve to death or eat vegan, and then at the bottom it says, takes a swig of whiskey, I'll see you all in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw that yeah. one. I did, yeah. That's my favorite one. Does they have, do they have, like, estimates of, like, the overall damage yet? Or is, I mean, uh, obviously, it's going to be a while. It's going to be, in short, no, there's still a lot going on. But it's going to be 
in the tens of billions of dollars. We know that much already. Um, yeah. It's the most damaging and the most expensive natural disaster that has hit here. And uh, not to focus everything on us, there are, uh, I know in like India and one other place is like three different places, pretty much the same thing happened all at once. Mm-hmm. And so not to you know, get on a political soapbox, but um, there are reasons for this. And people in power need to pull their collective heads out of their asses and accept that this is something that has to be looked at because if you can't even accept that there is a problem, you cannot take steps to solve it because this was not normal. And yeah. every meteorologist with a shred of credibility has said, Harvey is going to be the new normal if you don't start paying attention right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really reminds me a lot of what my city has been going through for the last four years. We, uh, we had a pretty big flood in 2013. Um, it's the most expensive uh, environmental damage in all of Canadian history, actually. But I, I think you guys are worse. I don't know, because like, I mean, there's, there's things like uh, population density and, and overall things affected that might be more significant because of that. I, I really don't know. Like, we're still recovering, and this was 2013. Um, we're, we've already spent over $5 billion <laughs> trying, to, trying to clean shit up. So I, and, and the exact same thing about like, it becoming the new normal. That's, that's fucking freaky, because that's... Mm-hmm. that's the same thing we we still talk about it because you know at the time it was like oh this is a once every hundred years type of thing and uh yeah i don't think it is because i don't know about climate change and exact causes and i don't even want to get into that but the point being like we, we've seen significant increases in, in water flow and uh for us it was two rivers cresting and basically uh noah's arcing our city like just completely washed it out. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I empathize a hundred percent. Um, I was kind of lucky. It didn't affect me as directly as a lot of people in, uh, in my city, but I mean, everyone was ultimately affected and it's going to be the same for Houston and a lot of the, uh, surrounding area of, of Texas. I would imagine it's impossible for it not to be like so much displacement, so much damage, Infrastructure's fucked. Things are closed for long periods of time. Like there's so many things that just kind of domino when you have this type of situation, and you guys are still in the midst of it. So, and everything's interconnected. I think a lot of people don't realize that because you know all of these people who are now displaced, you know, tens of thousands of people. There's I think between 17 and 20 thousand people who are displaced right now. Where are they going to go? Because there's only so many apartments and so many rental houses that you know were not flooded that might be available, even if you know, property owners were willing to work with people. So if you have to yeah. move to another city, what about your job? And yeah, yeah, uh, get into all these interconnected aspects of a disaster that a lot of people 
don't even begin to think about. Mm -hmm. And even if you were aware of it, it might, might be just in the back of your head somewhere. But now you realize, oh, wow, this is a thing. What were uh, vacancy rates like prior to flooding in the city? Just curious. Uh, well, I don't have a number to throw out there, but it would depend on you know, which part of the city we're in. Um, it seems like you know, we've always had housing boom going on just because uh, the greater Houston area has over 6 million people. Okay. And we're one of the most diverse metropolitan areas in the country. Immigration from all over the world is a huge thing. And then you've got you know, migration from within the country. People come to Texas because, comparatively speaking, housing is cheap. Like, my little house would be like between a quarter million dollars and half a million dollars in California. And people come here because they can stretch their housing dollar further. So we always had that, but you know, if you look at clusters of housing, especially you know, apartments and that kind of thing, you know, those were some of the areas that pretty much got wiped out. So um, we had a lot going on, but somebody did the math that there were going to be something like you know, 3,000 families unable to find a place to live if the current numbers held steady. But then that development is also part of the problem because one of the things that the longtime residents have said for years, and you can't separate politics from this, so I'm not even going to try. When it comes to development, Texas is known as a very business-friendly place that anybody can build anything anywhere, and that's why people come here to do that. But when you have built over so much wetland and so much natural area that could absorb water, then you're contributing to the flooding problem even more because, yeah, we've got certain types of urban planning that you know, are designed to deal with this flooding, but development is And a bunch of people I work with are actually part of a lawsuit where they were suing some corporation or other for building all this stuff in the immediate vicinity of the subdivision that up its ability to drain water and people you know, had lost houses there were you know six feet of water inside a house because of all the stuff that got built oh geez yeah that's i guess these are one of the, that's one of the things that moving forward when things kind of are settled back to some sort of normalcy you obviously got to get the water out and the uh all the health issues that are kind of come with it kind of have to get sorted out. It's, are you in, are you in a long-term lease or ownership situation where you don't have to worry about moving in the next little while? I, I honestly hope so. so. Like what happened here is we had um, the really, really low vacancy rates. We were at like 0.5%. Like it was already a kind of a housing crisis before the floods. 
and everything just skyrocketed like it was ridiculous and like I was actually planning on on moving at the end of my lease that June when it happened so that didn't happen to say the <laughs> least um I was like oh yeah my rent's increasing that's okay because I looked at my alternatives and I was paying a stupid amount of money at the time but I mean it was almost like I was a Canadian dollar so it was about five bucks American I guess but haha but I think I was paying like thir- almost $1,300 a month and my alternative for an equivalent was like two grand after the floods. Like literally within a month that was the asking price because of the vacancy and like, you know, and, and that, that's something that's still, like I said, I mean, we're, I'm years apart and I like, I, I, when I saw that, I mean, obviously I, you know, I have a few friends in, in the state, um, but I, I only have a couple that are in that area. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, of of you guys, and it's just like, oh crap! Like having seen what it did here, I, I just I totally, I I get it, maybe more than I I'd, I'd like to be, just because, you know, kind of went through this, and like, I I hope I hope uh, for the majority of people are probably being pretty cool about it. I I would imagine there's a lot of like unreported news stories of people helping out and chipping in. Like I know that was a big thing here putting up people that are, are, you know, on a couch or anything. And that type of stuff is one of the things that was kind of the cool, <sighs> cool sounds fucked, but you know what I mean? One of the, <laughs> well, one no, of the positive I mean, things. It, it is cool. And you know, there's a ton of that going on. You know, people are, people who do have homes and apartments are opening their doors to people just to help them out. And one of the things that was said in, uh, an article that I read yesterday, somebody said that, you know, as terrible as all this was, I hope the community connection that's going on now stays. And mm-hmm. wouldn't that be nice? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that end. I mean, it just doesn't, it's, it's weird because like there's, there's, a lot of parts of our city that like you wouldn't know anything happened like it's just totally back to normal but then you get those reminders of things and like certain spots i really don't know i i agree with you that'd be an awesome that'd be an awesome it's a good sentiment sentiment but i don't know mm-hmm. you kind of it's, it's kind of one of those things because like you're still again you're in the midst of it and you're still dealing with it and it's probably going to be from what I'm looking at, the damage, I mean, Jesus, it's going to be weeks before I'm sure a lot of the things that people need to be open and functioning are even passable, you know? Yeah. Although, yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was almost a spiritual feeling to go into a grocery store after the first round of supply trucks came through and actually be able to get some of the things that you needed. I mean, you obviously couldn't get everything, but it was, you know, oh my God, I can get a loaf of bread. I may cry. And <laughs> it, it really was like that. And, you know, the, the little baby steps you know, have already been happening that, people are able to buy things that they need Um, places 
are opening and trying to be, you know, business as normal to just give people a sense of, well, normalcy, really. And you know, that was a big reason that people on school board were really trying to push to get the schools open as quickly as possible just to give some semblance of a normal life to as many people as possible and oh god one of my students who got evacuated from his flooded apartment was messaging me through the whole thing to look we're being evacuated and so i've kept in particular touch with that one and when they pushed the date back from the 7th to the 11th for us to go to school he was disappointed he said you know I want to pretend that life is normal and bitching about homework seems like the greatest thing ever right now. (laughs) There's a lot of kids who think like that. And so the sooner we can get started on that, I really think the better off a lot of them will be. Mm -hmm. Some people are complaining and writing letters that, you know, we shouldn't open at all until such and such, and I thought, yeah, you cannot give enough, there is not enough time that you can give to people to grieve for their losses and try to get their lives back in order. It's going to take years. Yeah. We need to do what little bit we can, and getting kids back in school is, I really think, going to be a big help, and I'm not saying that because I teach. I think it's true anyway. Give them normalcy and schedule, and, and they can deal with all the upheaval in their personal lives mm-hmm. better. They have to. I, I'm assuming they've they've had to like relocate students to other schools and locations just to deal with what's available to. You. There's uh, in uh, some places, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that there, we we still we still have a couple campuses that haven't even opened. <laughs> they're they're still like so. There I was. Uh, when it hit, I was our city basically like they just said, okay, the last two weeks of school is that over? And, and a whole bunch of kids didn't have to write final exams because it was like it was middle of June. So I mean that kind, I don't know how I don't even remember exactly how that affected coming out, but everything will have to be accommodated for. I would imagine your your work schedule might get extended. I, I to make up for lost days. I, I would have to imagine. Uh, some of it maybe. However, um, the uh, the Texas Education Agency has already announced that they're giving a waiver to any school that applies for it for the days we lost of basically uh, this whole past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's an option after that because so many schools are not opening until the 11th they might extend it but basically if your school district applies for that waiver you'll get it so i know that this past week we don't have to make up after that i'm not sure but the fact that they are willing to work with us is definitely helpful because you know i i get us having to make up some of the time but when you have something on this scale, it would just be unreasonable to have you make all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there was an option for students to write regardless, but most 
I'm sure a lot of them took advantage of not writing. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, cause I mean, obviously like you have like the graduating year of high school and college admissions and things like that. So there would have been for sure some students that were, oh, I still need to make sure I have a certain mark to get in my program and all that. Um, yeah, I guess, well, like I said, I mean, I, uh, I, I kind of relate <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I'm wishing you the best. I know no one else on the show would be saying the opposite except maybe, uh, who's not here today? Oh, everyone's I think here. Noise yeah. isn't here today. We have okay. perfect here. attendance. We have perfect we're, attendance. We're, Everybody's we're all on. here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Everybody here definitely okay, cool. will. I, I don't want to speak to people when they're not here. I can't imagine they would hate. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't even know who's on the fucking show. Right. Um, um how, how long? Your how how yeah, long did you, it... you, 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 you missed, you missed Stallone challenging Joe's angry neighbor to a fight. <laughs> how long? Yeah, did... I was wondering. It was a couple minutes past the start. And, uh, I'm like, where's the fucking phone isn't ringing on my, on my monitor. <laughs> well, we were like, we were like, we, everybody was like, we hope G's, uh, everybody, yeah, we're, everybody we're else literally like, we sitting G's here. Like, right. where's G is G okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I had it loaded up. I just didn't know it was frozen. I just, I go, I go to the most like along Skype to double check. I had some, something set up and I'm like, oh, that's not moving. <laughs> um, <laughs> my question is, uh, how, how long did it take before you were able to start getting supplies into your, uh, local grocery stores and whatnot? Let's see. Uh, it didn't really stop until I think Friday evening. Went. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, because it was five days. Um, so it probably wasn't until the. Uh, the weekend when there really was stuff because you know trucks couldn't get in because the interstates were all flooded at certain connections. Right. So um, for a while, it was uh, there would be some places that were open. Um, there would be you know police officers out there, and they would let you know ten people in at a time. Uh, whatever was there. Um, I think there were also jokes about you know certain flavors of chips that you know people will starve rather than have that sure. particular kind of chip. Um, hmm. uh, the, the, there's a picture of a Dallas Cowboy cooler, <laughs> and it's the only thing on the shelf, and everybody's like, "Yep, that's how it goes here." <laughs> um, so there, there were several days of that, and you know, eggs, bread, and milk could not get for love or money within a hundred mile radius, like right. anywhere. Um, and you know, they would even have signs up, you know, you don't have these things. Um, <laughs> I, I it, uh, it makes me kind of glad that we get you know snowstorms instead of floods here <laughs> because. Like, yeah, I couldn't get home for four days because of a snowstorm a few years ago, and there was no eggs or bread or nothing on the shelf, but it, was, it, it wasn't it was from lack of trying, and, and there was this, uh, you know, this picture that went viral of people uh, just around the corner from my house robbing a uh, Doritos truck that got stuck in, in the snow. Oh, yeah. um, 
But I, I remember coming home after four days and like the first thing we do is go to the grocery store and it's like there's nothing on the shelves, uh, which got rectified, I think, later, probably that day. So it was only like four or five days. But I mean, like and 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 fortunately for me, that is the the most I can relate to this. And, and I feel awful that, you know, you've gone through this and, and G's gone through this and uh you know, here's knocking on wood that uh, us in New York State and Noyce, none of us uh, have to, you know, deal with that anytime. You know, but like you said, climate change, new normal. Mm-hmm. You never know. Well, I mean, it's the what the same the same thing uh, she was talking about with the cities being prepared. I mean, this is like true. Yeah, it's the it's the wake up call, and then following what's happening now and, and same thing in my city afterwards where it's like the frustration of seeing, I, I hope it's not the case for you guys, but I mean, I, I honestly can't tell you what my city's done. You know, I, I, we, we, we potentially could have it any summer and it's just one of those things where the cost of fixing up everything in the surrounding area, I guess it's, it's, subjective to the city in particular so maybe there's more that Houston can do I don't know um because you had a hurricane and we had rivers and that, that obviously is a, is a different type of flooding so sure. I don't know for us it was snow melting and and high levels of precipitation which was abnormal to a degree but not not out of the new normal in the sense of they've all been rising for years and you guys have been having a lot more hurricanes it seems like, or maybe it's just the news seems to be reporting it. That's what's your take on that then? Like, I don't know. Like I, I think I'm ignorant to the, to how much I, I just seems like I see it more, but I don't know if that's just cause I'm surrounded by, um, new media more. So. Well, I'm sure that that's part of it. I mean, we've had major ones. There was tropical storm Allison, which was the big one that everybody was comparing this one to. And that's the one that, the craziest pictures are out there like massive intersection with like loops 610 and highway 59 and you know there's water you know all the way up to the overpass bridge you know, Allison was the one that dropped the most water up until now but it was still technically a tropical storm we had a uh, hurricane Ike and Hurricane Rita. Um, the the last the last one we had. I, I was without power for I think two weeks, huh. and uh, I mean I still had to go to work, but um, <laughs> I, I had this. Um, I, I had a portable cooler, and I'd just go to the athletics room and I'd empty the ice machine. And I would put all of that in there and take it home and use that as a little refrigerator. Um, so, you know, that was pretty much the worst thing that had happened. So, up to that point, um, you know, we, we've had some, but the big difference when it comes to flooding is storm surge versus rainfall. Because you plan for those things in completely different ways. And there was not a lot of storm surge with Harvey. It was rainfall. Mm-hmm. And the previous storms, they were very heavily 
storm surge problem. So, again, so have to listen to the meteorologists who are describing <laughs> all this in scientific detail and go, ah, okay, what he said. How, how are people uh, responding to instructions from uh, from authorities? As far uh, as so like, far, as far as like, uh, stay in your place or get the hell out of here or things like that. For the most part, they're going along with it pretty well. It's not one of those situations where you know everybody's in defiance. Because really, when you've lived here a while and you've been through stuff, when you're told this is a mandatory evacuation. Nobody is going to come and save you. Put your social security number on your arm and permanent marker so when we find your body, we know who you are. <laughs> I mean, that's legit. Okay. And, you know, you kind of have to take that seriously. Yeah. You know, they are not going to put emergency personnel at risk to save your sorry ass when you have been told this is mandatory evacuation. Sure. And people know, okay, they're not playing. They mean that. Um, for the most part, people are good about doing what the authorities tell us to do. Um, if it's a mandatory evacuation, there's not usually a problem with that. When it's a voluntary evacuation, that's when you get the, you know, well, I rode this one out, I'm going to ride this out. Mm -hmm. Um. But, you know, it's voluntary for a reason, so right. you know, there's that. Um, the big thing that ended up being an unpleasant surprise for us, not for me personally, but um, my brother was nearly affected by this. Um, a lot of people have lost houses now that did not necessarily flood during the storm, but when... They had to do controlled releases from two reservoirs on the west side of town because the Army Corps of Engineers looked everything over and the decision was made that we have got to do controlled releases of water now and basically you know, destroy this small area here to prevent the entire thing collapsing and destroying everything. Okay. And <laughs> I probably feel worse for those people than anybody because sure. they thought they were okay. And then the notice comes out, you know, these areas are now mandatory evacuations. You're pretty much going to lose out. So, yeah, that was pretty bad. But, again, you know, it's one of those lesser of two evils choices where you either do that or you run the risk of both of the reservoirs collapsing and destroying everything. So right. Gotta make. Glad <laughs> I have to make that choice. Right. Somebody had to. Well, yeah. Well, the reason that I asked was I was thinking back to uh, to to when Buffalo had the you know huge snowstorm and. Uh, I remember sitting in the hotel room and, uh, and uh, I was texting a former co-host on this show and he uh, uh, disobeyed the driving ban and guess what happened to him? He got stuck! 
Like, yeah, dumbass, that's why they told told your ass not to drive. Well, I wanted uh, to go home uh, from work. Like, dude, I've been here for, I've been at work for three days. I want to go home too, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you worked in a hotel. You just got to go stay in a room. You got to stay in a room with a freaking warm bed for three days. So I, you had television, you had food. Okay, but I asked, he was working at the airport at the time. So I'm like, dude, they won't put you up in a hotel. Like you, you can't drive. You're not True. supposed to drive. Why, you know, you work for the airline. They probably have the resources to put you up in a in a hotel. Oh, I didn't ask. Why the fuck not? Oh, come on. Oh. I wanted to go home. <laughs> so it's not like he did. I, I, am, I guarantee if he had asked, they would have been like, yeah, sure, man. We'll put you up in a hotel. <laughs> but no, let's get let's get out on the th on the throughway. And there's a reason there's a driving ban, and that's so they could get the plows and everything out there and get the roads clear because there was six to eight feet of snow. <laughs> you know? That's why that's why I asked. I wanted to see how cooperative everybody there was, uh, as opposed to uh, former co-hosts of this show who would have been. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. I got a tracker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just drive through the water. <laughs> Nobody to ask you dress ruffles what to do. <laughs> Relatively small SUV for such a large. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know the fun. You know the funny thing is about the those fucking smart cars. But they're fucking. They look tiny, but they got fucking. They got some room in those fucking things. Because I know two people of. And I, I went last time I did, went to um, Pirates Weekend. Two of the two, the two biggest people that were over two hundred fifty pounds each were fucking riding in that goddamn thing. And it's like, how the fuck do you two fat asses fit in this goddamn thing? And all of us are in the fucking these giant ass trucks. Uh, the cool thing about those smart cars, though, is like if you ever get stuck in the snow, I mean, you can just pick it up and carry it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think. I I think it comes with a little strap. You can just put it on your back. <laughs> Carry it around. <sighs> yeah, no, we we definitely wish the best for everybody affected by the hurricane and and you know any other kind of disaster because it could happen to anybody. Except for one per unless except for one person, because of course, you know, we're talking of hurricanes and our, our wonderful little troll uh has to, you know, troll us. Of course the hurricane couldn't blow her away. You know. Said said that we kept harassing me, saying we weren't live and said you're not allowed to be on live live on the air live anymore. So you know. I own the server. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we're glad you're all right though. Like that was that was a you know scary situation to watch even from this distance. It's outside your window. Yeah, I'd imagine. All right, I think we've depressed everybody enough for the last forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> As such, we're not going to talk about WWE. No. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I don't know. The only <laughs> notable thing I even remember from WWE was uh, John Cena verbally burying Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I had in my head that that was like last week. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. Now, how do you... So how, many hot... how do you bury a little teapot? Come on. <laughs> with, with, a, with a golden shovel. With arm no, it's a golden shuffle. Shuffle. <laughs> he, said, he did say that. A golden shuffle. <laughs> is that like the truffle shuffle from the Goonies? It, it <laughs> is, but you paint your stomach gold. That That's the secret. <laughs> no, gold dust did it is what you're telling me. <laughs> so we have, we have to change all the... Let's change all the things to puns, right? Goldbrook's Gold Books return confirmed. <laughs> Does that even... mean like with Ro Roman Reigns is like T now? Right, it, it would be amazing if it was revealed that after all this time, it was actually Goldberg in the gold dust suit. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. I'd be really cool with that. Mm. Or just gold dust was Goldberg. <laughs> he has more than one suit and many faces. <laughs> they did. Uh, they did have an on-screen interaction between the two of them at one point, where Goldust yeah, put the wig Goldberg on Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg had to wear a fucking wig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing Goldberg in the wig. I didn't realize it was from a segment with Goldust. Yeah, Goldust put the wig on him. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I was playing when the world champions are on television every week. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to Raw. I was reading a book while I was watching it, and, uh, like, just that caught my attention because it was like Roman stopped talking for a minute and Cena goes, it's called a promo, kid. You got to learn how to do them if you're going to be a main eventer. I, everyone seems to be losing their collective jizz over that, but I have to say, it really actually pissed me off. And maybe it's because I'm watching old WCW where they kayfabe doesn't even exist anymore, but can we at least have some dignity? Can we have some people try and pretend that this is real? It it was half an hour of people just saying this is all fake. We're gonna have a real we're gonna have a real build to a fake fight that doesn't fucking matter. You could have you could have kept it all kayfabe by just saying, they say, you're the guy that's going to replace me. Well, I'm not going to be replaced yet. They didn't have to do all of this shit that just got even more. It just went on and on. And it was like I was watching WCW from 2000. And I'm like, this killed that company. Why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> God damn. But some of it was kind of funny, I guess. But still, it, it went on too long and it was... The wrong thing to do. I retweeted something. It seems like they set him up for failure because what Roman is good at is not talking a lot. I mean, yeah, it, sure. Cena was like, you're afraid to fight me. He could have just punched him in the face. Yeah. There was no need for... There was just no need for half of it. And I just... I don't know. I'm not seeing anyone else who disliked it as much as me. Because uh, everyone seems to be thinking, oh, it was so nice of Cena to say what we've all been thinking about Roman Reigns. Yeah, maybe if he didn't say it on TV where he's not supposed to say things like that. Please, it's about time. <laughs> he, it's about time Cena said where he fails. Oh, you don't have a job anymore, dude. 
Yeah. He, yeah, you're going back to bullying kids in Burma. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, no, 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 no. You're officially gone, man. No, this is it. That wasn't me talking. I, I fight on Tuesday nights. I was, <laughs> that, was, that was the Trump supporter. That was, that was Trump. I'll get to JBL in a minute. But, uh, but uh, somebody, I can't even tell the difference. Man. I'll, I'll get to JBL in a minute. But, uh, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John Cena referenced breaking the fourth wall, and WWE posted a thing on their website. John Cena and Roman Reigns broke the fourth wall, uh, and I retweeted this to uh, and directed it directly at Drow Goddess. Uh, incredibly theater major in a Bullet Club shirt voice. All wrestling breaks the fourth wall since the audience is an active participant. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Dude, that's like that's really deep. <laughs> that's the kind of thing a fourteen-year-old will post on Tumblr. <laughs> I saw that, and I, I saw that, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, I know who will like this." <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately retweeted tag, tag draw. <laughs> uh, JBL blocked me on Twitter. Uh, JBL, yeah, he blocks everybody though. There was what? some thing about that. He was like, anyway, half the people on Square Circle couldn't read his retirement announcement because it was on Twitter, and they're all fucking blocked." There was, there was like a week or two where like uh, there was, it was all over all over social media about how he's blocking everybody and he, people suggesting he has somebody professionally doing it and searching anybody who referenced something to do with the bullying. It was the more of an hour thing. That's what it was. Yeah, well, he he always blocked everyone before then, but the MR thing really pushed it over the edge. I, I, yeah. I can That's tell you though, blocking a quarter of a tw of Twitter to like three quarters. I can tell yeah. you though that as of last week's SmackDown, I was still able to access JBL's tweets because I had tagged him uh, just in something that I thought he said on commentary that was funny, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, JBL, you know, it's great." It wasn't even like derogatory; it was complimentary, honestly, and or it was meant to be. And uh, when I heard about the retirement announcement, I went on to find it myself, and it's like, "Oh, I'm not." able to see JBL's tweets and I uh tweeted about that and got a re reply from our uh, our dear friend Green Teabagger uh who said that he's also been recently blocked by JBL. So okay. wait, what's this wait what's his um what's his Twitter handle? At JC Lafe. Yeah. And I, 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 I heard four of you saying it so I didn't hear anything of what you what what, what was said. So I got this guys I got this at JC Layfield. Let me see if I can find if he's got me blocked. Yeah, I guess I might as well check you. I don't really use Twitter, but yeah, I'm sure. I thought I wasn't blocked, sure. but I wasn't logged in. Let's see. Um, I think like I think Co is like the only guy. Oh wait a minute. Let's see. JC JC Layfield. Let's confirm. Let me see. I I'm not blocked, but I'm not following him. So yeah, <laughs> That's probably but, why. But I've, I've, I've oh, I'm not blocked either. I've yeah. been on a couple of times. I mean, granted, I didn't like tag him in it or anything, but you know, I'm pretty sure it would pop would have popped up. I guess I'm just flying under the radar here. <laughs> I think I, I must be I must be on the wrong site. Everything on he's tweeting is like positive. <laughs> well, well he, like... he's just saying nice things to people who say nice things to him. Yeah, I'm sure if we go down past the nice thing he did, it would be awful. Mm-hmm. That's where you find a duffel bag with a turd in it. Because <laughs> that's what we do on SmackDown. We shit in people's bags on SmackDown. <laughs> it's what we do. 
Well, Randy Orton All is game. <laughs> This is true. Randy Orton is on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have no idea why I got blocked, but I'm blocked, and... Uh, I don't know. Is that like a badge of honor thing? Like when Goldust was blocking no. people or no? No, no really just too many people have yeah. been blocked, man. You're, you're <laughs> probably in the majority of wrestling fans. Yeah, I might people be. People who have been blocked by him say they have never interacted with him at all and they don't understand how they ever got blocked. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly that. That's what the thing was all about. That's right. So, uh, sorry, sorry, man. You got to step up your game and get blocked by someone who blocks nobody and... <laughs> get blocked by Vince. Ooh. He doesn't even run his own Twitter account. There you go. Dolph Ziggler threatened to block me once, but did not. <laughs> maybe, Dolph maybe... Ziggler's a pussy and can't. It won't yeah. do it. Anyway, <laughs> Dolph needs the attention. I guess nobody else is paying attention to him. <laughs> He's on more milk cartons than I am. Yeah. No, no. He showed up two weeks in a row now. Ooh, yes, that's true. It's just in backstage segments where he also breaks the fourth wall and complains about people. Mm-hmm. His new gimmick is complaining about gimmicks and threatening to <clears throat> unleash the ultimate gimmick. Yeah. That, that's literally it. Hmm. I really <laughs> yeah, want to see an entrance where he comes out with sexy women in a robe while on fire and just <laughs> everything else he's promised. It's supposed to have that next week, I think, is what the deal is, isn't it? Well, well that's what he, he said, said last he week, said too. Week, but he said that last week, too, so yeah. Oh, okay. He so said next week, two weeks in a row. So someone better call his mama, because he's going to be Emma, Emmalina. <laughs> that's basically it, isn't it? No, no, that was another thing from Roll. We had a hashtag match. Oh, fuck, <sighs> right. I remember this, too. Yeah. A new low. By the way, it's JBL has not blocked low. the Board Wrestling fan account. <laughs> And we are following him. So, did you say a fucking hashtag match? A yeah, hashtag uh, match. It was Emma versus Mickey James. James. Yes, because Mickey is pissed that Emma keeps saying she started the Divas Revolution. So the stipulation was, if Mickey won, then Emma would have to stop saying that. But if Emma won, then she would tweet out any hashtag Emma wanted. <laughs> And Emma won, and then spent like five minutes saying, I started the Divas Revolution. Right. Yep. It was a really weird episode, come to think of it. Just everything was just so bizarre. Yep. That, that was raw. Would that happen? Yep. That was raw, yeah. And Jeff Hardy is now the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, That's that right. also happened. It was just just weird. It was two 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 and a half hours of just weirdness. And, and the Miz was like, "All you have to do to be a number one contender is win one match." <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. According to number one contender matches. Yeah, yeah. Or if you, you know, pin the champ in a non-title match, that's one match. Oh fuck! They flipped the title too. I forgot about that. that yeah, the women's titles flipped back. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Sasha Banks' streak of being unable to retain a championship continues. Mm. Hot potatoes all around. No gravy. Can't savor that shit. Gravy. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'd settle for some, just some hot potatoes. Mm-hmm. New chips yeah, now. you're right. This episode had a lot going on. And like, that's incredible. It's like middle of middle of the, the pay-per-view build week. 
Jerry Lawler replaced Booker T because he was at at home in Houston. Speaking of that, and guys, we got the, uh... we, we we got the uh, WWE debut of Pelvis Wesley. Yeah, I was just about to say that we got some Southpaw regional wrestling. Things. Oh, how did that go now, over with? Crowd? My problem with that is, yeah, isn't problem the joke, with that? Okay, isn't, go ahead. Isn't the joke that SRW is from the eighties? Shouldn't yeah, Pelvis travel, Wesley be a really old dude? Time travel, Dave. We, we know they have time machines on. We've already seen them. The New Day introduced the time machine. Yeah, oh, that was still a great segment. Yeah, and you you gotta forget. You gotta you forgot to get forget that um, Elvis Presley was 1955, and that was also the same year that that Marty McFly went back to yeah. the dock. So come to help to get help hook his his mom and his dad up. Come on, full circle, <laughs> man. Oh, granted, so... granted Joe, Joe's just learning this out because Back to the Future, the Back to the Future trilogy came out before 19, 1994. So I'll have you know that I own that. and watch the Back to the Future trilogy regularly. <laughs> that shocks me because the, the first one came out in 1985. So yeah, I, know I know you're not familiar with that many movies from the 80s. So <laughs> I am not, but I, I do know, like I Back do to the like Future. Them, but they're too depressing to watch too often. <laughs> I might watch them after the show, except I have an eleven thousand word audio book due in the morning that I haven't started. Plus, on. <laughs> plus there's also there's also the Bill and Ted theory, where that you just get in the phone booth and dial the year you want to go to. So they they could have used Bill and Ted. Is that too, how so. the time machine works? Yeah, you just dial the year that you want to. You, you do five five five, then the year you want to go to, and then you push the two bottom the pounds the pound and the um other button, and it sends sends you to um wherever you want to go it's been a long time since i watched those movies i just know they'll make me sad because george carlin is dead yeah but they are pretty awesome station station <laughs> and of course there's a fucking kiss song <laughs> gotta get our gene simmons mentioning <laughs> always have to just trademark Every time, that. every time that movie plays somewhere in the U.S., and I say it doesn't matter if it's on a network or not. Kiss gets three ninety nine. <laughs> owns uh, the rights to the word phone booth. <laughs> yeah, I've also seen Bill and Ted. So yeah, he's he's still working on the rights for the uh, for the uh, police box though. <laughs> I'm trying to also work on Iron Maiden because they mentioned Iron Maiden in the first movie, but unfortunately Iron Maiden would not work with my with my requests. <laughs> so in the future you will not see a Kiss Iron Maiden World Tour ever. Now you're gonna get Gene Simmons Gene Simmons and Bruce Dickinson Gene in the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's an entirely different person. <laughs> now that should have been the name of his sex tape. <laughs> Just Gene Siemens. <laughs> uh, you wanted the best, you got the best. Sir, Mister Mister Coaster, sir, that just cost you fourteen ninety nine at kissonline.com. Y'all take, take whatever. I'll take whatever you have. His sex tape is the only thing they don't sell on that store. Uh, Wait, Gene, Gene has a sex tape? Sure. Yeah, man. that's a Gene Simmons sex tape. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. And it's well, is that, why, is that why? Is that why? 
Wait, 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 wait. Where is it available? Coaster? The internet, dude. <laughs> no, I wanted to hear what the website. I wanted to hear the website. Oh, kissonline.com. It's, oh, it's a us. low price of forty nine I know I could find it, but I don't need to even bother. Yeah. That, I, so I, so yeah. that's why. So was it before or after she, he got with Shannon Tweed? Is that, or is that, is that why he, she made him marry him? Oh, God. Oh. Why am I looking at this? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I I would imagine I would research. That's why. If, if his if Shannon Tweed had an issue of him being naked on the internet, just a little hypocritical, maybe mm -hmm. tiny bit. I think everybody has an issue with him being naked on the internet. <laughs> I do. I definitely do now. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the backstory okay. behind that. But... I want to know what Logan's playing in the background. I've, I've nailed so many women. That you know, Cher still pays me royalties from when I banged her back in the seventies. All right. <laughs> Was there anything notable on SmackDown? Because I fell asleep. Not, not, not like the same level. Yeah, I know. I know. Shelton Benjamin had his uh, tag match. Yeah, they they had their first. They looked all right. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did well. Baron Corbin was just being Baron Corbin lately, and whatever. Being very, I, it was kind of like like so much happened on SmackDown last week, so a lot of it was kind of a follow up to like the because we had all those debuts. Like yeah, that's Bobby right. We got the we, we had. I saw Ty Dillinger accepted the uh, U.S. Open Challenge, and Baron Corbin beat him up because of it. Yeah, it was something unique and amazing that happened on SmackDown this week. We found out that Aiden English has a theme song. <gasps> I thought it was just him singing. No, no, he... no. He has a real song that plays when he wins. It's just that he never wins. He was in like a kerfuffle segment with like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn or whatever. Yeah, it was Kevin Owens and Sami. It was Sami Zayn versus Aiden English, and Kevin Owens decided to just become the referee. They were, they were both basically plot accessories, both Ty and Aiden. Mm -hmm. And then, oddly, well, I don't know oddly, I shouldn't say oddly, the Mike Kanellis guy got beat the fuck up by Bobby Roode. It wasn't a total squash match, but I guess I guess when you get debuted and they have nothing for you and then it comes out you have a drug addiction problem, and that's what happens. Yeah. That, that's exactly what happened there. Mm-hmm. It was all follow-up shit. I'm looking at this. There, there was, there was like the second season of uh, the what, what the fuck the Fandango guys were doing. Yeah, fashion fouls. Yeah, I remember kind of enjoying. That. I, I really zoned out during this episode though. I tuned out on the fact that I didn't watch <laughs> at all. I don't think I remember to fast forward. I must have been doing stuff on the computer. I, I saw the fashion files because they came up with Aiden English as a suspect. Yeah, yeah, they had like yeah, because that was a Shakespeare quote. Yeah, that's the only thing I really remember. Now I'm just looking at it. I'm like, okay, I kind of remember seeing this. Kind of remember seeing this, but Aiden English got mentioned twice in one episode. That was a big deal for him. Yeah, Although unfortunately, Shane McMahon did strike his win from the record, so <laughs> he doesn't count. Well, I mean, that's, that's as close as a push as that he's ever going to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't miss much, Joe. Okay, good. Yeah. 
I, I imagine things happen on other wrestling shows like NXT. And well, the, the underground the, or whatever, but I we had tell the, we, we had the uh, May Young Classic that started. Yeah, apparently that happened too. That was uh, that was all right. Watched uh, all What's four it? episodes of that. Yeah. You watched all four episodes? Watched, I didn't see any of it. Yeah, I watched all four. I heard about it. I heard there's some, like, a very massive diversity of, of levels of ability, like some really, really strong competitors and some that are just not good at all. But, I mean, it is what it is. Meanwhile, JT's phone is going off like crazy. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Well, Sorry. What, what stood out? Who else? Who else saw that May Young thing? Tell us about that, because that, that's yeah, supposed I have not to be seen any of it. The the most that I've seen was the uh, like before you know the whole thing started, where they were just uh, talking about like the various wrestlers that were going to be, you know, the bracketology like, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I was forgetting the, what it was called. Yeah, I, wa- I watched that, and that was that was about it. But yeah, I definitely got to check that out. It was it's been on the back burner for me. There were a few matches, and, and there were actually like two right in a row uh, on the same episode where, um, you know, it's it's basically a squash match, except the person getting squashed ends up, you know, hitting one or two moves and winning the match. Okay. So, I mean, that, that happened a couple of times, but uh, for the most part, it was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good. It was nothing to really write home about, you know. It's good to see a lot of these women get... Ex- get uh, some uh, some mainstream exposure in the business. Are there any actual standout wrestlers that you're like, I want to see this person employed or anything? Or, well, one of the biggest names in the whole thing is uh, well, they've renamed her a little bit, and that's uh, Kyrie Sane, the former Kyrie Hojo. Uh, she and she's I the one with the elbow drop. So the best out there. They ended up not bringing Io Shirai on after all because of, uh, I think it was a neck injury she had. So she went back to stardom and is not having anything to do with it. But, I mean, anybody who's rocking a pirate gimmick and is praised as one of the best in the world is going to get my vote just without <laughs> even seeing anything else. A pirate princess kind of her thing. Was she the one with the elbow drop? Yes. Okay, that was a thing of beauty. (laughs) And oh, people were so bent out of shape when they first got out that Kyrie was going to be in the Mae Young Classic. Um, I don't remember where it came from, but some word around the campfire was, "Oh, she's not allowed to do the elbow drop anymore because it was Bailey's Bailey's move." And people were like, "Oh, the fuck you say." No. Yeah, we were we were we were talking about this on the show, and then I saw the elbow drop. I'm like, oh, cool! They let her use it, and like, it's way better than fucking Bailey's. <laughs> better than everybody's elbow drop. Oh, it was incredible! I, I uh, all the credit in the world. Yeah, she's a heavy favorite to win the whole thing, especially since Asuka vacated the NXT Women's Title. I don't know if it's official. But I know it's been talked about that whoever wins the May Young Classic would win the NXT Women's Title as part of yeah. the the package deal. Um, yeah. So if that's for sure a thing, then nothing's for sure. But that is the current report. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I, I see. 
pirate princess Kyrie rocking that. That would be cool. So we'll see. If you haven't watched any of it, watch her stuff. And another connection that I, I didn't know this at all, but um, alpha female, they're calling her Jazzy Gabbert. I think these names, my God, it hurts yeah. me. In really real life, she is the stepdaughter of Masahiro Chono. I did not know that I, I, people were calling her Chono's stepdaughter, and I thought it was just a thing to say, like, oh, you know, she you know, fights like, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was some flippant comment. No, she's apparently his actual stepdaughter. Wow. I did not know that. Hey, speaking of wrestling in Japan, what's going on in New Japan? And then we'll go to the break song. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, do we want to do that now or after the break song? Because I'm cool either way. We'll do it now. And then we'll, okay. Comparatively well, yeah. speaking, there's not all that much. This is you know, The post-G1 break time is really the only break they have over the entire year. So um, there's been you know, this guy or that guy doing some smaller show stuff. But they're about to pick back up and start the Destruction Tour, which interestingly enough does not have a Tokyo show this time. They're doing three shows, but last year, and I think they've always had a Destruction in Tokyo show, but this time, the first one's in Fukushima, and then Hiroshima, and then ending in Kobe. So... Uh, I guess they're saving it for King of Pro Wrestling in October, and you know, that's fine. You don't want to totally kill your market. Um, the Destruction Tour is where we see some of the stuff that happened in G1 start to pay off, because now we're not necessarily on the road to Wrestle Kingdom, but we're working that way. Uh, Destruction in Fukushima is going to be on... Sunday, September the 10th, so a week from now, so um, I should have watched that by the time we go to air next week. Now, the big stuff that's going to be on here, um, this match is not a big match in and of itself, but you've got a tag team match with two of the young lions, The I call them the two supersized young lions, uh, Kitamura and Oka. They're forming a tag team for World Tag League in December. They're apparently actually going to be in it. And the translated name of their tag is Monster Rage, and you got to love that. So, huge, huge, physically imposing young lions being in a tag team. They've got a match against Yoshihashi and Goto, so it's not a big deal on the card, but it's a big deal to start separate them out moving toward World Tag League. Now, the big stuff that is on the show is a three-way match for the heavyweight tag titles where War Machine, uh, Rowan Hansen, are defending against Gorillas of Destiny and a freshly returned Killer Elite squad. So, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer are back, and they look amazing. Most people thought they were going to have the tag belts a year ago, but then Archer went out injured. He's back now. So 
they don't win it here, they're going to win it soon. Um, the other big matches on this card, we've got another tag match where Ishii and Will Ospreay from Chaos are fighting Tetsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi. This is a big deal because Hiromu wants to fight Will Ospreay and has talked about this a lot. And you've also got Ishii versus Naito coming up later, so this is kind of a, a precursor to that. The main event, though, is Minoru Suzuki defending the Never Open Fight title against Big Mike Elgin. And if you saw the last interaction they had at the end of G1, it's pretty intense. And Big Mike actually pulled a win over Suzuki. So, so that match could go either way. I wouldn't be shocked if Elgin won. But at the same time, Suzuki has not been all that impressive and they might need to hang on to that. So that's going to be the first one in Sunday. After that, the next show is in um, Hiroshima on the 16th, so about a week after that, on Saturday. Uh, there's going to be some repeats of some of those matches, not all of them. Uh, I have a huge... And tag the chaos versus all of LIJ. That should be fun. The marquee matches for this one, though, Kushida defends the heavyweight title against El Desperado from Suzuki Goon. I would not be shocked if Despi got the win here. If you haven't watched him, he's really good. He's one of the people that Suzuki should not kick out. Um, they're interacting great and it's particularly interesting because Suzuki is defending the Never title against Elgin this coming Sunday then you've got El Desperado getting a shot at the Cruiserweight title the main event of the Hiroshima show is Tanahashi defending the Inter belt against one Zack Sabre Jr. now Let's bear in mind that Tanahashi has not taken time off for his bicep that is torn in three places, and Zack Sabre Jr. has beaten him like three times. So, not Josh if Zack Sabre Jr. got the win, so it's theoretically possible that Yuki Gun could get pretty much all the belts. If Killer Elite Squad gets the tag belts, if Suzuki hangs on to the Never title, if Sabre Jr. beats Tanahashi and El Desperado beats Kushida, you have Suzuki Gun holding almost all of the titles, and that would definitely put them in a better place than they have been. Last of all, the 24th of September, that's a Sunday, that's the last one, is Destruction Kobe. And the top matches that. Omega is defending the United States title against Bruce Robinson. Now, I don't personally think Kenny's going to lose it, but Juice had an incredible G1. He is definitely well thought of by the company, and easier things have happened. Like, I'm that horse that came post. So, uh, all three of the shows are looking 
pretty good. Thing worth watching. All of them. Um, all that we know right now about King of Pro Wrestling in October, which is one of the bigger shows, it's definitely bigger than the Destruction shows. But uh, King of Pro Wrestling, the top two matches on the card. Okada defends the heavyweight title against Evil, which should be pretty amazing. Nobody thinks Evil's gonna win, but nobody thought Evil was gonna win before. And let's be honest, if they had an all LIJ main event at Wrestle Kingdom, that'd be something. Of other, I guess the main event wrestling, Ishii is challenging Naito for basically the briefcase to main event Wrestle Kingdom. And to kind of close all this out, I don't know if they're actually going to pay attention to this. Because in the promo that he cut about it, Naito actually said, this company never listens to me. They don't care what I say. He goes on to say something brilliant. Um, Naito doesn't think he should have to defend that case more than once. And Ishii hasn't even said anything. He's defending it against Ishii because Ishii has two major victories over him. So, if he beats Ishii, he said he will not defend it again, because that would be stupid. And he also pointed out that since Ishii lost you know, four or five matches, that if Ishii beat him and got to main event at Wrestle Kingdom, he said, you've just cheapened the entire G1 tournament and everyone in it made it pretty much meaningless. And he's right. Mm-hmm. So... We'll see how that goes, but that is what we're looking at for September and into the beginning of October for Japan, and most of it's looking pretty cool. Cool. All right, break song time. Huh? <laughs> it's it's break song time, and it's uh it's my break song this week, and I just decided to go with an old favorite. Uh, it's by a band you might have heard of. They're called Metallica. Yeah, they sound familiar. And it's, yep. it's from their first album called Kill 'Em All. And the song is called Whiplash, Onboard Wrestling Fan.
on board wrestling fan radio episode 292 did, did you hear have you heard that they're um going to release the ultimate orgasm version of um oh my god i Master, saw that of yes. Master puppets yes like 18, 18 discs like three of them are are large just like bragging about how how stupid how most stupid marks the fans are of the album and then there's five discs of dudes just orgasming over their their favorite record <laughs> pretty much yeah uh yeah i did see the uh yeah, actually it's not actually 18 discs it's actually 10 discs i'm just joking yeah oh, it, it's it's a crazy compilation i saw that they've got jason newstead's like um tryouts i looked through yeah. them all it's, it's got like jason newstead's um um what was it what is his, his, his auditions. audition tapes yeah. in there yeah uh, real quick, got to promote uh, a new show on YouTube. It's the Pro Wrestling Top 5, youtube.com slash the Pro Wrestling Top 5. Uh, their latest episode is Top 5 Randy Savage Matches. Uh, one of the hosts writes for PW Torch, and the co-host was the senior editor for ProWrestling.net. Again, that is the Pro Wrestling Top 5, youtube.com slash the Pro Wrestling Top 5. I hear that's a uh, highly rated show in a place called JT Land. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, man, I almost said something horrible, but they are our sponsors, so I shouldn't. You, you really shouldn't. I was, oh, fuck it. Is is uh, Macho Man versus Steph's virginity one of them? 
I should be number one, and they know it. <laughs> uh, and like always, each and every week, you know, JT Lance brought to you by Joe's. Every Trump <laughs> sentence has Joe's, sometimes three Joe's or two. And they're great sentences, terrific sentences. That I can tell you. Believe me, they're great with the best Joe's. Terrific repeated Joe's, not very big Joe's. Every Trump sentence has Joe's. I don't know, I had to spice it up. Fix was getting kind of a boring. <laughs> and of course, and of course, Batista's first line in Guardians 2, which is my nipples. They're they are sensitive. And that's oh, disturbing. <laughs> that's legit what he first says in fucking Guardians 2. It's like my nipples, they are sensitive. <laughs> and later he makes a joke when he puts they put he finally puts the suit on Ow, oh, my nipples. All right, so 20 bucks, little man, so I can pretend that I have fans. My man, Danner B7, helps me get through the days. He's a true meat saucerian to the bone. Hugs and kisses. Blessed to not be in the official PWI top 500, but will be Olive Garden's top 10 breadstick eaters. Me and my, me and my best friend, Coolio, are fixing to bring back... Bring black back to the White House. Help us shock the world. <laughs> and for some reason, G put a picture of Hulk Hogan in the middle of, of it. But that's cool because that makes for Pokemon Go fuck yourself. Fuck the pumpkin spice. Respect the Mountie and the big boss man. Otherwise, take a fucking walk. <laughs> Hello, September. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I make the money. The money never make me. Nikolai Volkov, never be the ravishing Russian class. The Bobby Roos, excellent. A list, a list of a list of dues from the Sheik. Smile. Have fun. Don't be a jabroni. And finally, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Joel Osteen, you lucky you don't break your fucking neck. You treat the you, the Houston people with respect. You are a fucking big time jabroni. Vern, tell me to break the Hogan leg, bring the belt to Minnesota. I never crossed the business or the worker. Sexy star, you big-time jabroni. Mm -hmm. If you like, and finally, if you like the sourdough bread, go fuck yourself. And okay. <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant Diane got a beer named after himself. <laughs> I drank it yesterday at the state fair. <laughs> it's made in New York State, too, so... Nice. Pretty funny. It's funny because I, it, it, I was just walking. I was walking around because my brother left to go meet meet a couple of his friends. Because of, of course he brought his ticket. He brought only he had two tickets and of course brought one of them in the fair with him. <laughs> but, um, so I was walking around. I just happened to be. It was like we have the building where they had they have they have the goats. And I was at one side of it. I just kept walking and I looked and I'm like, there was this local beer and I just looked and said I saw Lieutenant Dan like that picture I posted was mm -hmm. legit it was a legit you know picture no doctor nothing it said lieutenant yeah. dan so and it's actually pretty good it's an ipa it's 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 a really good it's a really good beer i highly recommend drinking um, it what 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 uh what brewery was that i can't remember offhand if it, if it said that because I, I saw it on snapchat oh shit i have it on facebook I, let me let me take a quick oh. look yeah and if i can yeah, never on there anymore <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I gotta click on. I can't click on home. I gotta click on my 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 name. Let's see. 
No, it doesn't say. It doesn't. Oh. I, I I didn't take a picture of the brewery name. So sorry. No, it's all right. I was just curious. I, just Google had, the name, man. It won't be hard to find. Come on. All what right. The fuck so, with programming. Jesus Christ. Kayfabe news. Reigns, Reigns, Roman Reigns counterattacks Cena with vicious. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> List oh, time. Seven former ECW superstars. Seven former ECW wrestlers who went on to win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> the list goes. Oh, Sa Jack. <laughs> Sandman. Sabu. Big Dick Dudley. Super crazy. Yep, New Jack is on the list. Of course. Harry Saturn. And I think finally, Ian Rotten. You, you only have to look at the mass transit incident to realize that New Jack really cares about peace. Taking a fucking piece of your skull home with him. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan India Pale Ale, by the way, Warhorse Brewing Company out of Geneva, New York. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that 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 that's the that's the brewery. Yeah, yeah. Lieutenant oh, Dan, uh, you've got new hops. Lieutenant, part of uh, Three Brothers Winery, which is not very far from me. Okay. Did they have <laughs> other? Did they have other Forrest Gump inspired names or no? No, not that I'm aware of. But they do make a really good hard cider and a very uh, very nice uh, um, alcoholic root beer. So I think JT, get in contact with them. You can steal my idea. And get them to make one for Baba, and call the beer Shrimpin' Ain't Easy. Yes. Nice. <laughs> oh, puns! You've got them. Yeah. I, I just recall we, we were we were having a little back and forth. My theory is that Lieutenant Dan in 2017 probably statistically would be dead. I don't hate the character. Don't get me wrong. Okay, right. Dan was a great character. Awesome film, but just come on, he's. Serving in Vietnam in 1969. Do the math. Yeah, but in the 80s, he's a zillionaire. He could, he could still be alive. They would, they could have him like the fucking. They could have him like um. Uh, who who would I want to say? Give him like the. He could have like he could be be like. He could be like Terminator. He's got like living flesh on top of a robot body. That's you true. Know, the, he's got it. Uh, he, he's got the know, money. Yeah. You know you you know G. He got new legs. I know. Bub Bubba Gump, Bubba Gump shrimp made us a lot of money, and he invested <laughs> it in the Apple, and we was gazillionaires and all. We sure. was sitting next but to hey, a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> really, really rich people die young. Speaking and of I, Apple, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying Jenny's a gold digger. But... <laughs> yes, also please dead. finish that, JT. Let's, let's hear you finish that. She, did, she didn't marry me until I was a rich. I'm going to finish that line in Hogan's voice. Brother. Yeah, if you say in Hogan's voice, you can just say you're parodying him and it's all fine. Yeah. You're just <laughs> quoting Hogan. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, oh! I can confirm that if you Google uh, Kanye West and Forrest Gump, you will find memes. <laughs> you Yo, find Forrest, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish, but Usain Bolt had the best legs of all time. <laughs> That's but Lieutenant Dan got new legs. <laughs> Did he get Usain Bolt's legs? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, it's one of those things, you know, Google is a, is a game. 
<laughs> like, let, let's see if this exists, you know, and every once in a while you get stumped. But usually, usually Google provides. Mm-hmm. Well, Mama always said, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> well, we're wrestling fans. We've seen that for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost, be, be, be knows, even though that Hulk Hogan guy, he said he admitted everything, I actually taught, taught Elvis Presley to, to do that dance. And that's that invented rock and roll. I used to swing my hips. Sorry. Also invented dancing, you stupid idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's messaging us in the group. All right. I I can't make that up. No, I I haven't looked at it yet. I'm just, I'm still like. um, He's still trying to do kayfabe news. I'm trying to do kayfabe news. I'm at the next one. Next one is Bear is Baron Corbin the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. Corbin's mom says yes. <laughs> but what does uh, her new boyfriend think? Well, here, here's here, here's a here's here's a good answer. Winner of May Young Classic to become adoptive mother of hand. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, an update, obviously, if you were here last week, uh, you, I, I know some people weren't, and obviously there were reasons, so it's not anybody's fault, but my brother my brother no longer has to wait for his tenders, because update, he finally got them. Yes, he still has the same, had the same look on his face. <laughs> um, and of course, I, I found that the, I, G's got to update when he, when he copy and paste, he's got to make, remember to keep putting this in, into the notes, so... The filler up segment where every year JT drinks 25,000 barrels, which equals 50,000 kegs, which equals 775,00 gallons. I don't know what the hell that stands for, which also equals 5,889,822 and a half liter Wiki Belcher glasses. G, hashtag G and Coaster Talk. And that, and that, and that note, okay, we're, that's your JT land for this week. And yeah, happy Labor Day. Rise, ha- have a drink. Pour one out for for Bubba. Pour one out for Lieutenant Dan. Pour it out for Forrest. Don't don't pour one out for Jenny. She was a hoe. <laughs> well, I'm not for show. That's a waste of freaking beer. I'm just gonna pour it right down my face. Exactly. Well, that's what that's what that, that's what G was like yesterday. He goes, just fucking say beer's fucking at fair prices. I'm not pouring one out, even okay. though even though those state fair fucking cups, you spill fucking half your beer anyway. Dude, PPR prices are always low. <laughs> Yeah, but see the thing is, PBR was three fifty there. Fucking um, you, you could, you what could was it? Um, Saranac, Saranac, Saranac was um, Saranac, Saranac pumpkin ale was was four fifty. So I'm going. I'll pay a dollar more and get the Saranac. Yeah. The 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 Lieutenant Dan was only five bucks. It's not like I paid I paid nine dollars I I paid nine dollars for Bud Light one time at a, at a at a bar of Destiny that 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 doesn't pay their fucking bills. I hope you still pay. feel bad about that. Well, yeah. Well, no, I don't because you know I they they they're they're not paying their rent. They're about to close down, so I don't fucking care. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fuck them. So so if you if you weren't here, if you didn't <laughs> listen know. last week, I announced that I had gotten a part-time job at Kmart. So, here is my new segment called The Blue Light Special. <laughs> uh, so we actually have a job at Kmart. Fuck, I'm updating all the notes. 
So do I have to actually put this in? No, 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 no. This is this is uh, <laughs> uh, this might be a one-time thing because uh, I worked at Kmart for a day and realized why it's a dying company. Aside from the Company Man's excellent video on YouTube, uh, Kmart is the most disorganized place that I've ever worked. Hey, where does this go? R right here, but someone put something else there. So just kind of make a new spot for that. Everything we get in has to go out. We'll just put a new tag over that one. Later on, I asked them, uh, or I said to them, I'm surprised you guys don't have planograms. They said, we do. It's the numbers on the tags. But if the numbers on the tags are the planogram and you're covering the tags constantly, it defeats the purpose of a planogram. So, so why is Kmart dying besides the great points in Company Man's YouTube video? Because nobody can find what they're fucking looking for. Just because you have the product in store doesn't mean that every piece has to go out to the floor immediately. There were three sections of the exact same flavored water product. It was creeping into other items' spots. And this was a top 50 location. I can only imagine how bad the lower-rated stores are. And one more Kmart observation. Things that don't sell stay on the shelf. I saw two Brodus Clay action figures from, from 2014 for $20 each. If nobody bought them for $20 when Tyrus was Brodus Clay, who's going to buy them three years later? No offense to Tyrus. If anyone does want to spend $20 on a, on a uh, Brodus Clay action figure from 2014, West Seneca, New York, Kmart is the place to go. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> but they only have two, so make sure you act quickly. Yeah, they, they only have two. They've only been there for three years. They might sell out. For $20 a piece, that's a steal. I'll take both. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any Tyrus O'Neill ones? No. Oh my God! Yeah, Titus, no, no, no. It's just—it's just weird because that those are the only elite figures they have on the shelf are the Brodus Clay ones. So it's like, goddamn! Like if I play an elite figure. Yeah, I was just gonna say those are two words that you shouldn't gather in a sentence. But like, if I wanted a new Jericho figure, it's not gonna end up at Kmart because they haven't sold these Brodus Clay figures from three years ago. Anyway, promotional consideration paid for by the following. Fucking PBR, man. I've had several. <laughs> <laughs> Cantonese Corner with noise. Yeah, um, one of my favorite things in wrestling is when people say, I'm sorry, sorry I didn't do it sooner. And obviously Jeff Jarrett popularized this, but it turns out he didn't invent it. And it wasn't Chris Jericho either. Um, it's a story of wrestling from like the 50s or the, in the 60s. Uh, it involves a Japanese wrestler as well, actually. Wrestling in Boaz, Alabama, Yamamoto gave one of his best performances in pro wrestling ever. Before the start of the match, he asked to give a statement to the crowd who booed and hissed and threw things at him. In broken English, he said, I wish make apology. Very sorry, my country bomb Pearl Harbor. And the crowd quiets. He wiped away tears and they roared in sympathy. It wrong thing to do. I wish not happen. They began to applaud. Yes, I wish not happened, because instead I wish they bombed Boaz. Needless to say, the arena erupted. <laughs> and that is the best wrestling story I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I thought it was Canada that invented that, but that's cool. We can pass the buck. Canada invented bombing Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's always the quiet one. <laughs> Alternative facts is, is, is stupid. Not six. so fast there, Joseph. 
All right. G has a segment too. <laughs> Everybody's I, got their I, segments. It's more of a public service announcement, if anything. This is really nasty, fucking brutal news. Like I came across this morning. Um, Danielle Bricoli, the Cashmere side girl, is now a rapper. Oh dear lord. <laughs> Now, the reason I find this interesting is is earlier in the week, uh, Joe and JT and myself, we were talking about people trying to transition into musical careers from acting. And that is kind of the connection here. And I, I fell on my lap. I saw this posted on social media. On Friday, she dropped her new track. She's going under the name. I think I'm pronouncing this right because in typical hip-hop fashion, it's spelled incorrectly, Bad Baby. B H A D B H A B I E. Oh shit! Yeah, that's the name she goes by on social media. I guess so. Okay. I just knew her as the fucking you know thirteen year old girl from Doctor Phil. Do and I do this? The do name I of the song. This? The name of the song. I don't even know how this is pronounced. Is it these ho? These hoes. So hoes is now hoes. spelled H E A U X. So everybody change your dictionary. <laughs> okay, this is important news, guys. You need to know this. This thing dropped on August 30th. During our show, it's had o- it has actually gone over the 7 million view mark. I hate the world. Yeah. Mm. This is this is important knowledge. We need to know this. She has 1.6 million subscribers. But that's that's still a lot of plays it's, for it's, 4 it's, days. Well, it's only two two minutes and twenty seconds long. That's why. Three three minutes and one second, according that's, to yeah. The, that's the what I got. Is three oh one. iTunes 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 says the explicit version is at two minutes and twenty seconds. So there must be added shit. Now I didn't allow this to register a play when I loaded the page up. I won't do this. I, I'm I, but but it's certainly something did. to be aware of that we're we're far from removed from this girl. And we might have a new contender for someone who has transitioned from being an actor because it, it's that's basically bad. what she is. I I, I, I listened to about that? 30 seconds. It's pretty yeah. bad. Let let's let's hear this. No, no, let's not. <laughs> I hate it's, you. It's, I hate it's you these so much. Hoes. It's basically saying these hoes. And of course the YouTube comments are worth a look when you get a chance. Oh, My favorite right now is three three point eight billion of evolution or three point eight billion years of evolutionary successes led to this. <laughs> I was really hoping Dr. Phil would have a verse or at least be in the background with a vape pen or something. Yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> a lot of Dr. Phil comments in here. <laughs> Waiting for Dr. Phil to drop a diss track. <laughs> Sounds like most rap songs nowadays. Definitely not great, but not Rebecca Black Friday bad. <laughs> I, I bet That's she close. kills babies with her voice. <laughs> All right, we won't play that to save it, it's, to save Noise's sanity, what's oh, left no, of it. You can play it. I already just... clicked off of it. Don't worry about it's it. Clo- it's close oh, to Rebecca. Right it's thing. close to Friday, man. Trust me. It's close to what, Friday. I, what I'm more shocked is how much you guys actually knew about how Hoes was spelled and her name is actually Bad Baby on, on social media. Dude, so you were that... spelling it, and I still couldn't get, still couldn't get it right. I ended up just <laughs> typing bad baby these hoes the way it's supposed to be written, and that's how I found it. <laughs> Unbelievable, though. Like, wow. <laughs> Alternative facts is this is a stupid, sexy Flanders. 
Kudos to AngryMarks.com, EcoMerce.Fiverr.com, NashvillePillows.biz, CoasterMilkCartons.edu, WhenDrowGottaSpeaks.DropWhatYou'reDoing.You Listen, JT actually sent GHisStuff.Truth, PraiseBGender.ca, If Riot Dies, We Daryl.Melmac, PoonslayerJT is dot something something. Joe got his guardians to digital copy dot fin. Gene Simmons owns everything. Keep G high dot GoFundG.com. Joe kind of stopped watching wrestling except for the wrestling he kind of sort of watched at GlitterOwlBeer.org. Uh, does anybody else even care about this segment dot question mark and Discount Heat Emporium, CheapHeat.com, and Spatula City, Spatula City, Spatula City. I feel the need to point out dot question mark is spelled phonetically. There isn't a question mark there, it's just the words question mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, and a friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. Uh, Rosemary shot on Sexy Star, injuring her, saying, You didn't belong in this business and didn't retaliate because she didn't want to go to a Mexican prison. Uh, she then thanked AAA and everybody in the locker room for taking care of her and supporting her after it happened. Uh, it's believed that Ro Rosemary may have suffered a triceps tear at Sexy Star's hands at Triple Mania. Yeah, uh, that was from Monday. doesn't know what's happening here. I didn't either. I recently read about it. Um, apparently, last week was Triple Mania, and no one yes. really knew. Coaster knew. Uh, Coaster Star watched it. put Rosemary in an armbar, and she basically did it legitimately and kind of almost broke her arm and almost snapped it off. So that's basically what happened. And when the ref separated them, she went back into the armbar and applied it with even more pressure just being a complete douche. Yeah. Well, repercussions have finally started to come toward, uh, come her way for taking advantage of Rosemary at Triple Mania. Sexy Star has had her booking for WrestleCade pulled. In addition, more wrestlers have reacted to what happened via social media. Uh, Mike, did that girl really hurt at We Are Rosemary? Just wondering so I can ensure she never works anywhere near me, says Brian Road Dog James. <laughs> Uh, Sexy Star will never set foot in one of my locker rooms. I hope others follow suit, says Cody Rhodes. Uh, sending love to my girl Rosemary. The whole wrestling world is behind you. No room for bullies in this business, says Paige. Uh, Sexy she Star... Was dating a guy that beat up Raphael. This is true. Sexy the Ninja Turtle? <laughs> yeah, he beat up the Ninja Turtle. Son of a bitch. Casey <laughs> Jones is going like, to be after him. Like, apparently, the Ninja Turtles are wrestlers in Mexico. And I've Alberto seen them wrestle. I thought Raphael was hitting on Paige, so he beat him up. Son of a. Well, he might have been. I mean, Raphael <laughs> yeah. kind of. A... Yeah. Uh, Sexy Star attempts to explain what she did to Rosemary at Triple Mania, but it's not much of an explanation nor an apology. These days have been very difficult for me. On Saturday, I had a championship fight. It was very hard. I think it all went out of hand. I do not know. It's a situation that right now I'm a bit confused. I want to be silent, and when I feel it's time, touch the subject. Men, women, they want to finish me, retire from this sport. I'm here. I, as I said at the outset, I will not stop. On behalf of all women who have been mistreated physically or psychologically, I think I will have to be stronger. If at that moment I went through a depression and left, I will leave this one too. I was doing what I had to do, what people deserve. Give me a claw until the end. That happened. I gave it up. It seems that the girl is injured. I do not know. I do not know. It is uh, is the only that I can say. So basically because she had her ass beat before she became a pro wrestler and started doing all this positive, like, 
Like, I'm doing this for women who are beaten and, you know, battered and whatever. Uh, that makes it okay for her to, you know, try to tear Rosemary's arm off? I think what she's saying is that she kind of lost herself in the moment and things just got kind of out of hand. But that doesn't explain why she went back into the armbar. Yeah. No, I heard I heard something about that. What Mark, to you, what you talked about there, and I I can't confirm how much of this is true. And I um, so much speculation has come out of the story. Apparently, that thing with Taya, where they flipped the belt, um, involving yeah. Vampiro, had her thinking, according to what I hear, that there were people going into business for themselves in the match. And she got paranoid and assumed every single person in the match was was out to get her and try to hurt her, because one of Taya's buddies was actually in this in this match. And that that again, only hearsay. But that's, that's what, what I, I heard. heard. That does happen. And I, it does it does lead to shooting on people. But again, trying to break an arm. Mm-hmm. I had read uh, that basically, Sexy Star and one of the other women that was not Rosemary involved in the match it was a it was a four way match. I think. Um, uh, I think you're about to say what I just said, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, basically, like, one of them was shooting on Sexy Star. Uh, yeah, that because was the she, she was friends with Taya, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, basically the same thing you just said, and then, like... Well, then she could have just broken the arm of that bitch rather than trying to hit Rosemary. Yeah. Sure enough. I, I don't know how much more has come out since. Like, I was going through the news today, and... I've seen everybody piling on her, and I, I mean, when it's that much, I, I, I kind of, like, I'm on the fence when I see stories like this, because we have a tendency so often to just get, you know, triggered in the culture of, of outrage thing, and and I don't really know if I should be forming an opinion. Well, the footage of the match is out there, and if you just watch the footage without anything that anyone else says coloring your opinion, you know, there are, yeah, the bit that I saw looked pretty bad as far as Sexy Star is concerned, but you know, what you can't see is what's going on inside somebody's head, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I agree with you that the pylon thing really uh, should not happen the way that it does, but you know, if you just look at the match, it does look pretty bad. The general consensus of people in the industry has seemed to be, no, this, you know, this was fucked up because you, you know, you, when you get in the ring, you know, you, you're trusting somebody to take care of you. And, and she went into business for herself and, and, you know, did what she did. And I heard, uh, Edge and Christian, uh, on their podcast, Edge had referenced his issues, his personal, personal issues with Matt Hardy uh, and how, you know, Matt could have gone into business for himself when they got in the ring, you know, after after everything that had happened, and Matt was 100% professional with him. So, I mean, uh, the general consensus in the industry is, no, she fucked up. It's a valid, it's a valid criticism. Again, I just wonder how much actual information is hearsay from the wrestlers themselves. Sure. But the reaction, I totally... I, I can completely support that because of the fact that it'll, you make one little mistake, even when you're not intentionally trying to hurt someone, and that could be your career, let alone, you know, walking. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know, man. I don't know if anybody. I was kind of hoping that someone on the show might know more than I did on this, but generally, again, when I go to Angry Mercs, that info is there. They're pretty good about it, and I saw nothing, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't really want to assume when I don't know. I, I'd heard that Rosemary's injury is not as bad as originally uh, expected, so that's good news. Um, yeah, that's... Jim Cornette, I think it was, was talking about uh, the story, and and uh, and in JT Land, it was referenced of Iron Sheik, you know, being paid by Vern Gagne to uh, break Hulk Hogan's leg, and refusing yeah. to do so because it wasn't the right thing to do, and uh, and you know, and and you know, it was Cornette's opinion, of course, that uh, you know, it, what Sexy Star did was wrong. Um, I'm of that opinion as well, but again, you know, I'm not in the business. I didn't see what happened. I don't know. I'm a fan of Rosemary. So, <laughs> so like all of that kind of factors into my opinion of, you know, this was fucked up and she shouldn't be working any, anywhere if that's the way she's going to work. But again, you know, the whole, they're out to get me paranoia thing with, uh, with the Taya thing and, you know, somebody else working stiff with her in the match, you're absolutely right. It could be just, like, all that shit was weighing on her, and she was like, no, fuck this. But again, once she won yeah, the match, I, why I go back to the move? I really need to have a look at her history. Does she have a history of being unsafe? If she doesn't, then yes. this was an isolated incident, and she should be allowed back in the ring. I've, I've, also, re I, I've, also, I've also read that this was not her first time having some kind of incident like this so if it's not her first incident then let's look at the past behavior and just ask ourselves do we really need this happening again right uh yeah, that's really it for me from Razmanoush on reddit new jack is disgusted by sexy stars attitude i've never seen someone that unprofessional <laughs> yeah all of this is coming up is amazing <laughs> i am kim jong-un AMA on Reddit says, I was originally supposed, or, or, or says, it tells us that Ryback is quoted as saying, I was originally supposed to break a woman's arm in Mexico. <laughs> and a hot take on Sexy Star from Mean Street Pussy on Reddit. I have no idea what actually happened. Fuck you, Sexy Star. <laughs> Via social media, JBL, we've talked about this already, uh, has announced he's stepping down on SmackDown to focus on his charity work. The full text of his announcement is as follows. After much consideration, I will be stepping back my weekly role as SmackDown announcer to dedicate more continuous time on the work I have done since 2010 with at-risk kids and communities. My new, schedule will, my new schedule will allow me to continue to be part of the WWE family and also continue my work that I feel is most important in my life. I will continue my 20-plus year relationship with WWE and will appear on such marquee shows as Tribute to the Troops, WrestleMania, amongst others. That's right, folks. I'm going to be back at WrestleMania. I'm going to get my WrestleMania paid just like The Undertaker and Triple H <laughs> and HBK. So, ball game! That's not ball sure that's how watch games. We fight at WrestleMania. That's what we do. We don't do fighting on the actual shows. We fight at WrestleMania. <laughs> I think that's just how Legends Contracts works. You're entitled to a WrestleMania payday whenever you want yeah. one. Renee Young tweeted out, While I truly appreciate the support on this, I would just like to remind everyone that I was never very good at commentary for NXT. 
You know, apparently people want her to replace him. I've seen that I, sentiment I've seen a some lot. She is, but mm -hmm. I haven't seen an official like announcement by the WWE. Which she is right know. though. She was kind of awkward on NXT. Yeah. Yeah, but look at well, when she was doing that. Everything was still kind of new compared. Yeah, to I'm saying let, let's give her a second now, chance. <laughs> she was still kind of cutting her teeth, more or less. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe it's just the, the fact that SmackDown is, like, all, ca like, Canadian now, but, like, fuck it, let's just get Renee and Mario and get rid of the rest. <laughs> fuck them all. That works. I, I know they can do a good job if they were, like, just that dynamic, I've seen it work on sports television, having watched them both on, on Canadian sports for years. Well, that so. was another problem with her time on NXT, was it was obvious that her and Regal were getting edited a lot because they were getting themselves into trouble all the time. Yeah. I don't know. They, they just said a lot of things that maybe they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, clearly they're going to have something sorted out, even if it's a temporary fix. But everyone cross your fingers and, and say along with me, no Otunga, no Otunga, no Otunga. They wouldn't have two black people. They just need one. That, that's all they need. Yeah, and definitely don't need that fucking charisma vacuum. Chloe. Finn Balor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No, that was that was one of Dolph Ziggler's jokes. That he's going to paint to hide the fact that he's a charisma vacuum. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, after getting his knee diagnosed in Birmingham, Samoa Joe is expected to be out of action for four to six weeks. Xavier Woods says his knee injury is an MCL sprain that could take anywhere from one to four weeks to heal up. It's not shoulders anymore; it's knees. Yeah, that's what Ooh, I was going to say. Shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> That's a good call. Exactly. After Maria Canellis uh, posted that her husband Mike Bennett had gone through prescription rehab, he offered his own update via social media. Wow, Maria Canellis put up a post earlier about my recovery. The show of support has been unreal. I'm almost two months clean and feel amazing. Too bad he didn't say feel glorious. I'm just saying. Yeah. That that makes it sound like the, like he didn't know Maria was doing it, and it's like. Why did you tell the world I have problems? <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw her That's post. Bad thing. He's like getting yeah. over his, his drug habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Great yeah. That he, it sucks he had a problem, but he's getting over it, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. And I, I saw her post where she was talking about, uh, you know, she didn't even know he had a problem, which uh, the book I had been reading during SmackDown was, uh, was a book called Titan Screwed. Uh, which Wait, is... but I, I've heard reports that both of them had problems. Well, the, the book I was reading uh, was detailing how uh, Melanie Pillman had no idea that Brian was going through prescription drug problems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a good thing that she found out and, and that he decided to get clean and hopefully he stays clean. We, we don't, you know, we don't, <laughs> we, we lose enough people in this industry at, at very young ages and it, it, we don't need another one of those. Everything Roman Reigns and John Cena said about each other on Raw was carefully scripted to appear to be a shoot, but was in fact pre-approved by the company before Cena, quote, broke the fourth wall on television. Nah, everything's a work these days. Yeah. ROH parent company Sinclair Broadcasting will match up to, uh, to $100,000 for all charitable donations made to the victims of Hurricane Harvey in conjunction with the Salvation Army. Just, just with the disclaimer that, you know, we, we apologize for our, our next two years of programming if the lighting is a little bit dimmer. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, cut back on those flashlight bulbs. <laughs> if you've seen, no, they'll, they'll just not hire the young books for a few months. The return of Daniel Bryanson is delayed because Sinclair gave too much money to charity. <laughs> Well, that's that's pretty cool. If you've seen false reports attributed to PW Insider saying he would return for a WWE for WWE this year, they should be ignored. PWI never reported such news, and the attribution exists only in the minds of the people reporting it. I have no idea who they're talking about. I believe that's about the Undertaker. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, oh, I but guess some crap had a yeah, yeah. It is. It's about Taker, and uh, okay. I, I I'm assuming part was the rumors of of SummerSlam. But right. then, then interestingly enough, from the same source, segue. Uh, Batista is being considered as a headliner for the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame in New Orleans. Yeah, Batista was too good for this world. We didn't <laughs> appreciate him until he was gone. Side note: His dick's getting his own wing. <laughs> if if he was the headliner, I think we we kind of can assume that, okay, even the WWE doesn't know the status of The Undertaker. The yeah. retirement thing. Right, right. Because he, he'd have to be a lock the year. The, the, like, that, that first year he was available. But I guess that's not necessarily true, but it just kind of seems like it, what he would be. Like, he's obviously a lock, but... Mm-hmm. A man, the blue teeth to chance are going to happen, though, if they do do it. So. I, I hope he gets inducted in a full powder blue suit. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, just, just think of it as this. He's going to use it as a ploy to, to, to promote um, um, the invent, Avengers Infinity War, because he's in that. Yeah, so. yeah I, I don't know if I want him to come out in a powder blue suit or in his fucking Drax makeup. Yes! I want both of those things to happen. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he he can be Drax at WrestleMania, but get no, he'll get inducted as Drax, but wear the blue suit at WrestleMania, <laughs> so like a hundred thousand people can chant blue teaster at him. And, and, and during the during speech, he's gonna say that the suit is chafing his sensitive nipples. Right. Ah. <laughs> yes. uh, as... so that's it. He comes out in Drax makeup in a suit and then strips because it's it's rubbing against his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now, it appears the plan for the title Oscar relinquished due to her collarbone injury is to be presented to the winner of the Mae Young Classic as the next champion. Again, that's unconfirmed. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Medusa are going to be brought in for the Mae Young Classic finals. I don't know, again, the whole story here. I only heard bits about the this actual tournament. That's why I was asking how it was. I didn't see any of it. I know Jim, Jim Ross and Alita had to redo the voice work for 16 matches. Yeah. And I guess that meant Medusa got cut out. Well, that means Medusa got cut out when they redid the voices, apparently. Yeah, I've heard something about Medusa being cut. Um, I don't know if that just she couldn't make it to do the retape, whatever. Actually, the reason they had to change it because they were referencing that Medusa's going to be there. That might have been it. I don't know. I don't know. I just I was wondering if maybe that had something to do with with uh, with the injury and tossing the title at someone different, and so they had to go back and kind of retell the story differently to set up them actually awarding the NXT title. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Just a theory. I have yeah. no idea. It, it could be that too. The um, when the story came out that they were changing, it was 
the reason given was just that they wanted to change the story they were telling. Yeah, yeah, that's you. You can you know what I'm throwing down. That's that's exactly kind of my thinking. I'm like, okay, and I'm like, eh, maybe that's why. Because <laughs> they said it was like a technical error, and I mean, look, I don't buy that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I really don't. The company this big is not going to be recording all of the audio with one microphone to one recording device. That just that doesn't happen at this level of production. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I thought there was a little bit something there was something in there for why they re-recorded it that didn't really didn't make sense to me. It seemed it seemed a little sketchy. That's my theory is that they maybe the the injury because the timing kind of worked out after the fact that it was taped mm-hmm. where the collarbone was broken. So it makes sense. Maybe they had that was it. You know, at least I have like I, I have good reason to think that it's not like right. me just saying oh yeah, you know. CM Punk may or may not return. GF is CM Punk return imminent. Yeah. GFW is planning to bring, speaking of returns, Alberto El Patron back on Impact Wrestling in November as a heel who is upset over being suspended and stripped of the title. Good news for GFW. They've signed a deal with Pop TV to continue broadcasting Impact Wrestling through 2018. Bad news, it's the exact same barter slash revenue deal they had before, which means they're making virtually nothing on the TV product in the United States. No rights fees, and nobody interested in paying them for the rights to impact. I actually, I was on Twitter Thursday, and uh, Impact tweeted out like, oh, you know, 20 minutes till showtime. And I was like, hey, if I got the network you were on, I'd watch you. But I don't. <laughs> and well, I guess that's not going to change. Yeah, that's true. Global Force Wrestling is the latest to enter the video-on-demand fray with what they're calling the Global Wrestling Network. It will launch later this month on iOS, Android, and other devices. A monthly fee and library of content have not been announced, but back episodes of Impact Wrestling are expected to be available. How many times did they have these peer services now? I lost I completely. Yeah, lost this is it's it's not the uh it's definitely not the first time. Well, when they started, they had weekly pay-per-view, so it's been that way since the very beginning. Pretty much. Yeah. But in, yeah, after Challenge dropped them, they had one that launched, but just for the UK. Mm-hmm. So this is like the second or third one. I know they, they had, had a, a TNA on demand there too. Yeah, every every um every Impact pay-per-view is on YouTube for a small fee. I know they had a TNA on demand at one point because I went to uh, one of those uh, base brawls or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck they were calling them, and they were filming for the uh, Bound for Glory series, and when you go to watch it oh, back yeah. on Impact, they're like, oh, well, you know, here's some highlights from this match, but you can see the full thing on TNA On Demand. So you actually, so, like, that used to be a thing, so apparently it's going to be a thing again. Maybe this will have those, like, really weird episodes of Global Impact, Global Force Wrestling that they taped in that baseball stadium that no one went to. This is they're the show- ultimate endgame. They're showing those you on pay-per-view, I believe. You will get that footage aired. I I believe they're showing those on pay-per-view, as a matter of fact. Those uh, those uh, TNA uh, uh, GFW amped episodes. Well, that was it. They called it amped. It was the it was the it was amped a generic wrestling show name ever. They're doing a pay-per-view series called Amped Anthology that that has the uh, Global Force Wrestling uh, footage, I guess. <laughs> 
But isn't all that out of date now anyway? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're calling it an anthology, because now it's just like, here's the shit we filmed two years ago. Um, <laughs> that no one wanted to watch now, then, and now you're going to pay for it. Because <laughs> wrestling fans are idiots. Uh, okay, uh, I ain't dead yet. I've got at least one more divorce in me, says Rick Space Mountain of Alimony Payments Flare, according to <laughs> NoDQ21 on Reddit. Actually, what, uh, what, what Rick really said was... No, that is what he said. He said, I ain't dead yet, mother, you motherfuckers. Yeah, well, this, like is, this is what he actually said in his video. Hey, to all my fans out there, let it be known worldwide that Nature Boy, woo, is back up and running. Look at as only I can look. I want to tell all my fans out there, thank you for all the love, support. And I will see you in the very, 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 very near future. Woo! That's, Woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> new line of merchandise because he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's <laughs> wrestling personified. He gets out. He gets out of recovery just just long enough to make a promo about thanking everybody and then plugging his merch. <laughs> Man, professional. I've. Uh, it, G, G uh, after the show started, put an animated GIF in for us to use, but I had already started up uh, the uh, the post with a picture of Ric Flair and the I Ain't Dead Yet Motherfucker t-shirt, so <laughs> I'm going to stick with that and maybe use that one next week unless something oh. better comes along. Well, obviously. Uh, we'll, we'll make as much sense next week. Well, if, maybe if, it will. If there's a shirt that pops up on Pro Wrestling Tees that says, I Ain't Dead Yet Motherfucker, I'm going to buy all of them. Yeah. It's only in Ric Flair's store, I think, but yeah. obviously we are very happy that he is alive, well, and kicking ass again. Absolutely. Well, no, no. no. Well, I, you know what? Uh, no, no, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to say anything. No, yeah. I'm your bastard was dead. <laughs> Dude, the guy's. The guy. Because the, the, what are we going to hear in a year? He, he's back alive. What's he going to do? He's going to get married and divorced to wife number 430. So. <laughs> And then, what if if that doesn't kill him? What's gonna what well? <laughs> well, like he said, he's got one more divorce left in him. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Dolph Ziggler's Woo! Dolph Ziggler's brother Donald Nemeth. I don't think that's the one that was in uh, NXT for a little while. Uh, has, no, this is the one that murdered people. Yeah, this, yeah, this is a different. Uh, this is a different brother. Uh, has been s- sentenced to 15 years for his conviction in the 2016 killing of Joshua Maskell. Uh, he pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter, robbery, and kidnapping along with his partner in crime, Jack King, last July. Woo! That's right. That's that, that's a good... I always talked about this a whole bunch last year, so I'm like, ah, well, it's mm. over. And Woo! finally, Nikki Bella has started training for her upcoming stint on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, God. <laughs> Woo! Jericho really opened some doors. I guess. <laughs> and Jericho's new book is now on the shelves. Um, no is a four-letter word, I think is what it's titled. That is correct. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, he, it, like I said, it just came, came, it came out this week. And the new album from Fosse drops sometime this month, too. No, it's it that doesn't Chris come Jericho out until October. October? It doesn't I... come out till October. Okay, I just oh. the interview I watched must have uh, been a few it's weeks It's like old, October then. 13th. I guess they'll have to tour it first, so Chris Jericho return in the Rumble. Yeah, JT and I are going to be uh, making a road trip out to uh, Buffalo. Are you? Go see. uh, 
Okay, well then I guess I'll have to hang on to, to tickets for you guys. I I've got them for cheap. <laughs> we'll talk after you. we'll talk after the show. I can't uh, I can't divulge that information publicly. But <laughs> he, he, he got arrested. He got gangbanged in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever. I don't believe anyone would trade fuzzy tickets for sex. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> Maybe. Have you seen Fozzy Live Noise? No, but I've heard them. I did once, and Jericho climbed up the scaffolding like mid song. And I, JT, you were probably there too. Was it? Uh, no, I, I I saw him. I saw him at um, Uproar, an actual oh, concert oh. tour. Okay, um, if Jericho does Jericho things during the concert, then that might be fun. And and yeah. um, he I I say I sang through the whole thing, and at the end of it, because I was front row, he looked right at me and did the point and acknowledged me. You know. Because I was like the only one that knew all the lyrics, and I was, you know, the whole, tr- you know, doing every, you know, being the freaking ultimate fanboy. And the title You're the is the only real fan Fuzzy has. Well, I got I got a dirty look from him because <laughs> like he yeah. was signing autographs and stuff, and I yelled to him. It was during like a feud with Wyatt, and I yelled out to him. I was like, I thought Jericho invented putting over young talent. <laughs> okay, so the title of his book is. No is a four-letter word. How I failed, failed spelling, but succeeded in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think I've been just seeing him promoting doing wrestling returns just to have more things to write about in his books. Probably makes sense. He's been doing it chronologically, like since the beginning. So yeah, like... his books are well written. I I enjoy his books. I don't know. The last one was kind of like, mm, nah. It felt kind of just rushed. I'm trying to think if I read the last one. He has a bachelor's degree in journalism. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. I found that out back in the WCW cruiserweight days. Like, oh, he has a degree in journalism. Okay. (laughs) Who was it who said Dave Meltzer isn't a real journalism? I think that was Fandango. Oh, I was going to say, a lot of people have probably said that. <laughs> well, they've said he's not a real journalist, but someone actually called him a journalism. <laughs> I mean, to, to quote uh, Bruce Pritchard, fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, Red, Red River Community College in Winnipeg. Oh. I was curious. Really if, just this... Winnipeg. Well, I was just wondering maybe if when he did it, if he possibly did it in my town, or he did it before he uh, came over to train with doing this thing with Storm out here. It was Fandango who, who said he wasn't a real journalism. <laughs> that is such a Fandango thing to say, though. Yeah. Like I, I'm, like I want to say that's just his character saying that, but part of me is like, no, that's actually him saying that. <laughs> of course, so Chris Jericho is a real journalism. And he actually said it about Renee Young, not Dave Meltzer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, there you go. We learned things today. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Um, didn't mean that to happen. Not on, not on Cock Talk every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> cock Talk. 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 Cock Tal
<laughs> I saw you sample that there. Yeah, I was gonna say that's our new outro. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, I actually thought about that. Wait, what was that coaster? What's that? What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say that that that's just gonna be playing in the background throughout the duration of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was just gonna say, I was like, you know. You should we we you should record we should we just record some you know how you have your the intro now is your neighbor yelling at you you should have <laughs> record me doing some you know you should have him do that and then record me like doing various impersonations so you have have one on the on the back burner just in case I miss a show. Ah, <laughs> uh, be a lot of um. Let's see. <laughs> um, what are you talking about, dude? I'm full of originality, brother. All right. On that note, <laughs> uh, I am at Think So Joe for at J El Generico, at Random Redhead, at G of the Internet, at Mark underscore Noise, at Book Junkie Jaina. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern live on BoardWrestlingFan.com or download us everywhere podcasts are sold. And we'll see you next week. Joe's middle name is Scott, and Scott is a dick. <laughs> I'm drunk.